Hello and welcome to the Footy Dictionary. Glad to have you back for another week. It's grand final week. We're all pumped up. And as always, joining me is a man who's experienced happiness when it comes to footy for the first time in a long, long time in the past few days. Hamish O'Brien, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the mood's lifted. I'll tell you what, I, I found a gear. I found a second gear because I've been flat for a few weeks, but uh, Sunday night brought me to life, that's for sure. So good to be here. Tell us about what we, uh, what you were showing us just uh, pre-pod, Matt. Uh, well, obviously we don't have the uh, the vision, but uh, I had the Cripper bobblehead out and uh, the Cripper caricature, so um, pretty stoked with those ones. Um, and a lot of lot of Cripper mer- merchandise around these parts because when you when you've got one good thing going for you for six or seven years, you got to cling onto that small little good thing. And I have been so uh, let's get around him. Oh. <laughs> the Cripper Man Cave is absolutely up and rolling. And also joining us is a third panellist today, Gerald Lynch out, but in is a man. You've, you've heard his muffled laughs uh, in response to Hamish O'Brien's antics. Connor Buttergeek. Connor, how you going? Thanks, gentlemen. It's been a good uh, three weeks in the making this this day, so glad to be here. Part, one of the, the second one of the Footy Dictionary faithfuls to jump on, so, yeah, pretty keen. Oh. Mate, you're absolutely kicking the door down, training the house down uh, in, in the group chat. <laughs> so yeah. we have to get you back on. Thanks very much for joining us. And it's going to be a bit of a, a, a midi uh, edition, uh, a bit of a compressed edition this week. But uh, I think we'll kick things off with a bit of chat about the prelim finals. No no clip to play you, but uh, many listeners took note of <laughs> the commentators on Channel 7's coverage of the prelim final, Sydney Collingwood. Uh, saying Braden Maynard, obviously getting the oil off Buddy Franklin's arms, Braden Maynard might like to sell said oil on eBay. So, Hamish, we'll start with you. Per milliliter, how much do you reckon Buddy, or Buddy Franklin's oil would sell for on eBay or another second-hand online store? Well, what brand of oil are we talking? I think we got to go to the head of state here and find out. we got to go to the physio and find out what the oils, you know, what oil they're using, firstly, what brand, is it a high-quality oil? Because I feel like that adds value to it. And then how many mils are we talking? Like, is it 10 mils for 50 bucks and then 15, you get 50% off and it's 75 or so? That's not good maths. But, uh, like, what are we running with? What are you – because, I don't know, personally, would you invest in the oil, Harper? <laughs> Would I invest in the oil? Well, personally, I wouldn't, yeah. but I, I know you're a big like memorabilia merch man. I, I could see like a, a, a jar of Patty Cripps's oil, perhaps, <laughs> uh, perched atop your bedside table or something. Well, potentially, but I just don't know if it's like too obscure. Like, can you say, are people going to believe you if you say that's Cripper's body oil, are people going to believe you if you say that and it's on your desk? Or are they just going to think, no, nah, mate, that's canola oil that you've just purchased from Coles and put there as a as a prop? So I don't know. But yeah, you'd get a few people that would pay big dollars for that, I reckon. Connor? Oh, I, wouldn't, I don't know how much I'd be willing to pay for it, but I'm all for it, to be honest. Like... You've seen uh, what's the, what's the movie? Uh, it's it's a, it's an Oklahoma City movie when the the little kid takes Kevin Durant's powers. It could be something like that. I mean, Buddy Franklin, <laughs> arguably one of the best forwards ever. He's kicked a thousand goals. 
as if you wouldn't want to, when you're running out to play in the resis, put a bit of that on you for some extra powers. <laughs> or do you put it into yeah. water and drink it? I don't mm. know if I'd be keen for that. <laughs> it's questionable. Yeah, I think the real defining factor here is whether it's a, a Vaseline type product or a more, more premium oil. But uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking, you were talking about increasing the value somehow of the oil, Hamish. Um, what if you chucked it in the freezer and then brought it back to Buddy Franklin and got him to sign it? <laughs> how long's the signing going to last for? That's the thing. How, how can we get this signing to last? <laughs> well, if you if you keep it frozen, if you don't let it melt, and to make sure it's not a sunny day in Sydney when mm. said signing takes place, I reckon that could work well, very well. Would he sign it with like a a pickaxe or something? Like, would he carve away at the ice? How does he operate that? <laughs> like they engrave their Bradlow Medal or the Premiership Cup, they can engrave the, yeah. the oil frozen oil block. The signature. <laughs> I'd be to, I might actually invest in that, but I just don't know where I'd put it because you'd have to keep it in the freezer the whole time. <laughs> uh, Connor, question for you, actually. Uh, just on the subject of uh, Buddy Franklin-related, I don't know if you could call it memorabilia, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, I, I was at the uh, 1,000th goal game uh, in Sydney for... Buddy Franklin and I when I went on the field I picked up some grass and I've got it in a little uh-huh. plastic canister that I had left over from something else how much do you reckon I could sell that for? Uh, it depends are we going private or are we going like a an auction type thing to sell oh, it? however I could get the squeeze the most money out of it <laughs> oh, I reckon if you take it to an auction in in Sydney you might be able to get a little bit for it but not for, again not for me I wouldn't I wouldn't be too interested in something like that personally i'm not a massive fan of the scg anyway so i don't know how mm. interested i would be in that <laughs> i think it's but like the uh i think it's like the oil discussion um it's easily forgeable i mean anyone can cut grass yeah. and put it in a tupperware bag and say this is from the scg but how do they know it's real like i don't know it is a good oz kick move though at the halftime games <laughs> Put it, put it <laughs> for, sure, for sure, for I, sure. I, I don't think the uh, relative deadness of the grass. <laughs> I haven't been watering it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that helps my case. Um, nah. But uh, look, uh, maybe we'll keep we'll keep on the Sydney theme unless yeah, have you guys got anything else to add on the the Buddy Franklin chat? No, no I'm all done. No, I think we've squeezed <laughs> a fair bit out of that. But, um, yeah, we're really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, on Sydney, uh, on the on the Sunday footy show uh, this this weekend, they're talking about Tom Hickey and his journeyman status. So I don't think any, there's any doubt that Tom Hickey is a journeyman. But Connor, when I, when I say journeyman, who springs to mind? Well, uh, Hamish and I were having a bit of a chat about this before, so we've got one up for a little bit of debate. Uh, we were speaking of Brad Hill, and he does spring to mind as a bit of a journeyman, especially with the rumours that he might come to the Mighty Kangaroos. So I think when I think of a journeyman, although Brad Hill's probably too good of a player for mine to be a journeyman, because when I think of a journeyman, I like to think of a bit of a battler, someone who's not a superstar. Like a, yeah, like a Tom Hickey. So I don't have, any, I don't have anyone springing at me, but uh, yeah. 
Not too sure, mm. to be honest. What about yourself? Oh, yeah, for me, like Brad, Brad Hill's going on his journey on private jets and his yeah. uh, luxury cars. He's a real flashy type, but a journeyman's a real weathered, uh, hardened, uh, rusty old soul like a... Well, like a Tom Hickey or another one for you, Hamish, a Jacob Townsend. Mm-hmm. Very big – yeah, that's a great call. Um, he's done the hard yards and he's just he's just working away at different clubs and I really respect that. Um, that's a very good one. I've got one for you. Um, this is very rare, mind you. We're talking the 90s here. Um, not sure if you were ever a player named Justin Murphy. Um mm-hmm. Let me let me let me take you into his career. Richmond, nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety five. Twelve games from Richmond. Yep. He went from nineteen ninety six to two thousand. He went to Carlton. He played seventy nine games there. Decided in two thousand one he'd go to Geelong. Um, yep. So he played the single season at Geelong, eighteen games. End of two thousand one, he thought, no, you know what? The grass isn't always greener on the other side. I might go back to Carlton. So he's gone back to Carlton in two thousand and two. Played there for a further two years and 36 games. And then uh, at the end of 2003, he thought he'd jump ship again to their crosstown rivals, Essendon, and finished off his career with two years at Essendon and 40 games for a total of four clubs and one mm. twice. Is that the ultimate journeyman? I think it just about is. He hasn't got yeah. any triple-digit figures for any of his spells. Um, and... Yeah, just real, like not absolutely not a star of the show, but yeah, I, I think he hasn't been taken first class like Brad Hill. He's absolutely been riding his little push bike along to each club. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like going to one club but twice is mm. is rare, and it's a real baller mm. move, real journeyman move, going back to the same club for a second dip <laughs> at the pudding. <laughs> um, uh, I think he actually had the ball at the end of the game in the 99 prelim against Essendon. He did. Full well, that's, that's what made me think of it, actually. Yeah. Not a bad play. And that one year as a Geelong, he was uh, on the pine looking filthy at Darren Milburn when he cleaned up Stephen Silvani. So um, maybe that's what made him think, hang on, I need to go back here. So, yeah, just, what, just a nice little one for you. Yeah, well... Maybe I think we should actually define what a journeyman is. So there is absolutely no ambiguity when people are trying to toss that term around. Connor, for me, I think it's got to be three-plus clubs. We'll start there. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's a good shout, yeah. Three clubs. (coughs) What about about games-wise? What do we think about that? Mm, Is it under under 100 games per club, like Hamish was alluding to, or...? Okay, well, can I, let's test this with an example. Paddy Ryder, three clubs, but for me, he's not a journeyman because he played 170 games, more than half his 281 games at Essendon. That's not a journeyman for me. No. I, yeah, I don't think, I think he's probably. A, is he too good to be considered a journeyman? Because I just had a quick look, Oxford Dictionary. Uh, journeyman is a worker or a sports player who is reliable but not outstanding. So I think I think Paddy Ryder's probably a touch too good. Unfortunately, he doesn't quite yeah. uh, make the journeyman club. Well, if if Tom Hickey, just hypothetically, if Tom Hickey made the All Australia this year, does he have his journeyman license revoked? <laughs> he's gone. He's, he's almost pushing. He's actually 
He's a bit of an underrated footballer, I reckon, big Tom Hickey. But um, I think just because the fact he's done the hard yards for so long and he's only sort of peaking now that he qualifies still. But uh, maybe, Connor, you've okay. got a different take on that. Tom Hickey. Uh, oh, do you mean the talent-wise, talent side of things or Tom Hickey specifically? Uh, if he was to make All-Australian this year, would he be revoked? I think by the book... He has to be. But when I look at Tom Hickey, I just instantly think he's a journeyman just by the look of him. Mm, he he's looks got like that. it. Is, he, is yeah. he the ideal picture of a journeyman for you guys? He's been sleeping on the streets. He's just been yeah, staying in hostels. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks beautifully, yeah. mind you. I heard him on the post-game against Melbourne, and he does speak very well, the old journeyman. Mm, yeah. Very yeah. true. Good man. Gotta, Big fans yeah. here at the Footy Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> Have to get him on. <laughs> got some tats. Probably got a tramp stamp or two. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely journeyman. But uh, I think we could all agree uh, that you, you can't have picked up any major accolades to be a journeyman. So yeah. let me uh, hit you with this heinous misuse, Hamish, of the journeyman tag. This is a headline um, from – what year is it from? A year ago on SEN uh, – Mm-hmm. Blues co-captain Cripps has become a journeyman. <laughs> Matthews. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so, hey, Matthews, I'll speak me... to you in the car park, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me just get into this a bit more. Lee Matthews um, said, I can't believe how badly he's aged. Of, of course, this was in uh, 2020 when his form did slump a bit. Uh, so... His form's wavered since his dominant 2018 and 19 seasons where he won the best and fairest. And, um, uh, yeah, so Lee Matthews said that last year <laughs> Paddy Cripps had become a journeyman. Absolutely not, Cotter. There, is there any excuse for that? No, that's a, that's, a, that's a huge misuse of the word. I actually have a question, though, for you two. I've just been thinking. Um, could we use journeyman in another context outside of just clubs you've been to, like a player who's become a journeyman purely on the, the journeys that they've overcome? Perhaps like a Sam Doherty sort of example. What would, what would your take on that be? Yeah. Would you say he's a bit of a journeyman? Like, hey, no, you're no, pushing no. It, mate. Well, in <laughs> nah. the sense, in the sense of what he's had to overcome, would you almost go there? I would almost uh, go there. I think I maybe. Oh, I, I get what you're saying, but I feel like there's another term for it. Um, yeah, I feel like journeyman's a bit harsh to be lately. Doherty, a journeyman. <laughs> <laughs> well, but. okay, this one might be even more of a stretch, but uh, David Mundy has covered many, many thousands of kilometres in his time, going from west to east and back west. <laughs> he's not a journeyman, though, is he? He's got a little journeyman look, but he's not a journeyman. He does. <laughs> Who else has the journeyman uh, look to his? Who are? McManus from Frio <laughs> back in the day. Is Bruce Dool a journeyman? Nah, come on, mate. <laughs> by, the of, by the look of him. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Don't. Ah, you boys are, you've gone Crips, you've gone Doherty, and then you've gone <laughs> Bruce Dool. You're... Hamish, you've got the you Father, can't... the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you've tried to label them all journeyman. You prick! I'm off this you show. You can't tell me. You can't tell me you don't look at Bruce Dool and think, "God, he looks like a journeyman." 
<laughs> he does, but guess what? He's not. So <laughs> we're leaving this discussion behind. And uh, lastly, Lee Matthews, how's your Brownlow going, champion? <laughs> uh, moving um, on. Well, just, just for the uh, Jacob Townsend fans out there, we should highlight that the old, the journeyman of all journeyman was played for the Southport Sharks in their losing VFL grand final on the weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> in our little Jacob Townsend corner, with, that's our update for with the an- week. <laughs> with another journeyman, Billy Gowers. So uh, oh, well yes. done to those two. <laughs> oh, journeyman. my God. Actually, let me get up the Southport Sharks list. You guys just talk about yourself for a bit because they have a list stacked with journeymen. So many journeys in the Southport Sharks list. <laughs> it's where journeymen go to die. It's the end of the road, mate, <laughs> before they venture into country footy. It's a halfway house. <laughs> they do have, like, well, can, they've got. Sh- can you be a journeyman across leagues? So if you like, maybe were on one AFL list and then have been plying your trade at multiple VFL clubs, are you a journeyman? Um, can I can I answer this, Connor? Yeah, go. I for feel it. like I feel like uh, that's it's a very common thing in country footy because a lot of players chase the money, so. It's not uncommon to see players that have played, like, at the end of their time, they would have played for, like, seven, eight clubs, all ones players, and they've just trotted around. Um, so, yeah, I'm saying journeymen are everywhere. It's a it's a common thing, and it's uh, not just bound into the AFL. <laughs> okay, uh, here's some players from the Southport Sharks whose name I recognise from being on AFL list. Maybe I'm missing some as well. And I should say, Southport Sharks, famous in VFL circles for not having any fans, but <laughs> attracting for being some a VFL fairly <laughs> well, and um, attracting some fairly big name players because they've got uh, big financial backing because their owners are like in the hospitality world as well. Um, mm. But anyway, let me continue. Rumor, sorry. Just quickly, rumour goes they've got a shark tank at their club, so um, they've also got a bit of hoo-ha. But, um, yes, the list. Sorry. Okay. The list. Okay. Um, number one for the Southport Sharks, remember the name? Boyd Woodcock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the cock. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll have to look up if this guy played AFL footy because he's got a very AFL footy name. Oh, goodness gracious me. He did play two games for the Sydney Swans. Zach Foot. <laughs> Zach Foot. Zach, Zach Foot. Yeah, I remember uh, him. <laughs> um, nope. Okay, we're going to skip through the numbers now to number eight. Uh, Seb Tape is at the Southport Sharks. Um, Jay Lockhart. Uh, Fraser Thurlow. Um, oh, yeah, he was Port Adelaide, wasn't he? Or Gold uh, Coast or something. Was There has been some Thurlows knocking about at Essendon, one who never played down Essendon, and Geelong as well, I believe. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, of course, Jacob Townsend as well. Uh, now, this guy has got a journeyman look. Journeyman Ruckman look if you've ever seen one. He's playing in the grand final. I reckon he's weighed about 110 kegs, got a big Chopper Reed Mo, Braden Crossley. <laughs> That's, yeah. Lock it in. Uh, yeah, so he looks like he could be someone's uh, slightly weird uncle, and he's only 23 years of age. So, big shout out to you, Braden Crossley, if you're listening. 
Uh, also, you're a, you're a consummate journeyman. <laughs> also, uh, Jesse Joyce was he on an AFL list? Um, I think he was. I think uh, it was at Gold Coast. Um, who was it? Yes, Darryl he was at Gold Coast. So no, nah, Jesse Joyce played 64 games for Gold Coast, Hamish. How could you forget? Um, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> that's a fair amount of Sorry. games, actually. Credit to that's Jesse. Not bad. Uh, Joel Crocker, uh, was he a player? He sounds like a, a real mm, <laughs> journeyman yeah. player. Um, played 37 games from memory. Mm, yeah. Uh, Billy Gowers <laughs> as well. Uh, <laughs> and, geez, they've got a lot of Joyce's on this list. It's a very Gold Coasty name, but I think we've just about. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausted for journeyman on the Southport Sharks list. Hamish, what's next? Uh, I've got one for you. Um, actually, sorry, I should say Connor has one for you if you'd like to uh, chat about what you were talking to me before. The grand final, a lot of hype coming into it, and a certain yeah. Herald Sun journalist rolled with. A grand final like no other, I believe it was. Mm. It, who was it? Was it Lauren Wood? Add it again. <laughs> uh, we'll have to have a look at that. But yeah, I, did, I didn't understand well, it. While you be do honest. that, can you? Yeah, while you uh, find out who it was, Harper, can you actually say that that it's going to be a grand final um, like no other? Well, Geelong and the Swans in their South Melbourne and Sydney forms have never faced each other in grand final. So I guess in that mm. that literal sense, it is a grand final like no other. <laughs> Look, I think it's just too much of a cliche. It's almost been mm. um, tarnished uh, and uh, it's had its reputation and its meaning smeared. Because they say it every overuse. year. Overuse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Did you find out who it was? I did. I, I, might, I might butcher this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Dian Kalinic. Is that, does that ring a bell? Oh, Dejan Kalinic? Dej- yeah, yeah, Dejan yeah, yeah. Kalinic, there you go. Mm, that, that's the culprit. You were pretty close, well, mate. You were pretty close. Yeah, I was, I was Only a couple of syllables. <laughs> God, I hope he doesn't listen to the footy dictionary. You're in nah. big strife. Yeah, someone whose name gets mispronounced a little bit as well. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but, uh, yeah, Connor, your thoughts. You're bringing this topic up. Your thoughts on this issue. I'm a, not a fan of it at all, to be honest. Um why? Is it is it a grand final like no other though? Because it is our first one back in Melbourne in the last couple of years. I guess there is that feel about it that. Well, man, but it was like the one in twenty nineteen though. Isn't it? <laughs> on that. I know, but like I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't personally think it's a grand final like no other. I'm just trying to find a bit of uh, a bit of meaning behind what they've gone for there. But I yeah, think it's I like every feel other. Like it's a general broad statement that really I think means like, nothing. This year, I th- I think of it like a really cliche sort of grand final in general. To be honest, like mm. you got the the young swans, absolutely, the young yeah. swans who have maybe peaked pretty. They've peaked a little bit early for mine, and then you've got Geelong who realistically have their last crack at it this year. I would have thought. So yeah, mm. I think it's like the young and the old, eh? <laughs> yeah. Bruce, you know what it reeks off to me, Hamish? Was it reek off? It reeks of my generic final series <laughs> in episode it one. Does, actually. <laughs> it stinks of that. Although although they've never played each other, it does stink badly of, a, oh, of, of that of type. It. Oh, it's got to be that. The odour is just covering the Melbourne streets <laughs> all over. It's got a 6-7 goal Absolutely. margin about it for mine. Mm. Mm. 
I yeah. think it's pushing four or five goals, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, and that just won't one stop thing, anyone from... Um, sorry, Hamish, you go. No, sorry, no, uh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. I was, I was just going to say, it's not going to stop anyone from uh, labelling it in the pre-game show as possibly the best grand final of all time, question mark. Uh, but it won't be. So, Harper. Yeah, well, I was just going to say to end this um, once and for all, uh, I think if you, like every grand final is a grand final like no other because no grand final has exactly the same circumstances and situations yeah. Play by play, like every uh, everyone is slightly different, you know. So, mm. but wow. I, I think it's just so it's so general in that sense, and it's just such a generic thing that mm. you can't really use it. Yeah, it's almost like there's no circumstances where you can use that, and uh, it, well, pregame especially. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, we'll keep on the grand final theme. It is grand final week after all. Uh, it's the big, big dance, week. footy dictionary, big dance edition. <laughs> uh, and on the Sunday footy show, actually, um, I think it was Damien Barrett speaking about how Sydney last year in 2021 feel like they could have had a real shot at uh, getting to the grand final and possibly even winning the flag. Of course, they got knocked out in week one to their crosstown rivals, GWS. Um, but uh, this year... Damien Barrett said Sydney have unfinished business. Hamish, do they have unfinished mm. business? I don't think so. They got knocked out in an elimination final. You don't qualify. It's it's, it's not it's not uh, the pointy end of the season enough to be. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't think so. They and plus they're a young side, so they got to be. Geelong have unfinished business. There's no denying that. But purple. The Swans, they're still young. They've they've still got business to do, but it's not unfinished. Okay. They haven't even started their business. Connor. Yeah, I was talking pre-show about this. I was just to add to Hamish's point. I think they've actually peaked a year early for mine. So I can't... I, mm. If they lose it this year, I think next year they have some unfinished business. But... I don't I don't no, I don't read into that that they have unfinished business at all. Obviously every team's going into every f- final series thinking that they have a chance at winning it, but yeah, no, nah, I don't I don't think they were a real shot at it last year for mine. Uh well, just uh sort of uh, yeah, again, on that theme. Uh GWS, do they have unfinished business? Oh, nah. I think that bit. I think. Sorry, you go, Connor. No, you're you're right. You're right. No, this is you. This is all you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think I think GWS have bigger problems to worry about at the moment. To be honest, than the unfinished business. But yeah, I don't know. You 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 can go. What do you have to add? I I think. (laughs) I think their previous business case closed. Uh, maybe in 2020, yeah, and they've just started a new chapter. So, um, yeah, not for me because there's a big list turner go- going on at the moment there. So different no. coach. Mm. Mm-hmm. So when, when, well, what does it take for one's or a team's business to expire and, well, b- expire without finishing? Ooh, ooh. That's a yeah. That's a very good question. I mean, for instance, 
what were we talking about last week with the pies? Uh, oh, yeah, the pies. Um, what were they doing? They were making up for their losses against Brisbane in 02 and 03 or something like that. <laughs> Atoning. Atoning their loss. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's probably similar to that, isn't it? Like, it's mm. got to go on the percentage of players that have played and whether they've, like... Because I think if it's unfinished business, they have to have maintained a spot in, like, the top eight or something like that. Like, they can't have fallen back and then they can't regress in that time. They've got to stay at the top of their game. Otherwise, it feels like one chapter closes and the next one opens to get philosophical. I think the atonement period is a longer one because it lives in the memory. Mm -hmm. It lingers in the memory. The uh, kind of, uh, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, when you think about your grand final you lost 10 years ago, you can atone for that, I reckon, even if your list is a bit different. But if the list is completely different to 10 years ago, I don't know if you've got unfinished business. Who does have unfinished business, Connor, in the AFL? Players, coaches, teams, anyone. anyone. Do, we reckon, do we reckon Collingwood might have a bit of unfinished business? I mean, they, they, had a, they did have a big party this year, so... Which which got <laughs> cut short a little bit earlier than they would have been hoping, and I guess the two losses they did have in the final series were by the closest of margins. So for me, I reckon they might have some unfinished business, Collingwood, especially with next year. They'll they'll still have their seniors around next year and the youth coming through even more. So so yeah, mm. you know who I think has definitely got unfinished business, Here Carlton. I could see this coming from Wodonga. <laughs> Big time, though. Well, you probably saw it coming before I thought of it, but Carlton, absolutely unfinished business. Their business is just, like, oh. sitting on their desk. It's really piling up. It's been piled up for two decades, I think. Just unfinished. Oh, like a yourself, Simon. <laughs> Throwing rocks at glass houses, mate. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we certainly do, and geez, day one of preseason, I don't know what they've got in store for them, but it's going to be a brutal day. I feel, um, yeah, <laughs> we got the most done. I feel like the season's still going. Like I'm still mentally, I'm wired up. I'm like, I'm ready to chomp at it, and I still haven't gotten over it. So, I mean, if anything's going to drive them to finals, then surely a one point loss. I'm not going to go into specifics, but surely that has to do something to get them into finals. But anyway, yes, we have unfinished business. <laughs> uh, hey, Hamish, how much more have you got? Because I've got maybe maybe one more thing that we can uh, digest or just not digest, discuss. Uh, I've just got a little discussion point. Maybe this is the same as yours, but uh, we were talking a couple of days ago. We were having a bit of a heated discussion about... Music after the goals. Obviously, the oh, AFL, yes. for those that don't know, they've just announced that there will be no music after goals at the grand final. Uh, Harper, you're you're adamant that this is a good thing, and Connor, I think you're the same. Um, but can we just confirm, you two are pretty happy that there's no music after goals? Yep. Delighted. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I hate it. Can't, Can't wipe the spoil off my face, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll just put this out here. Um, I'm mostly with you. I'm 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 not a fan of the music after the goals. I think it's it's a bit yeah in your face, and I'm not a fan of it. Except, right, I've got a 
a little one that gets a little asterisk next to its name because I'm actually just quietly, I'm a big fan of it, uh, up at the Gabba when they kick a goal and Charlie Cameron <laughs> kicks one and Country Road starts playing or uh, I've got them all now. I know Hugh McCluggage is his uh, Rasputin. Uh, Joe Danaher's is Let It Go. Um, I don't know who else kicks goals up there, but I'm a big fan of that because it's almost like it's become a tradition. Like, because, you know, everyone knows it's coming, so it's it's like, um, what was I saying? It's like at Fenway Park, I think it is, where they uh, they play Sweet Caroline or um, what else? What other traditions do they have? I know in England cricket they... Uh, What's that song called? That da, 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 na, 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 da, na, oh, um, they always play yeah, that. this girl, yeah, this girl, yeah, that's the one. They always play that. Like it's almost become a thing when they mm. play a song. So I get around that, but that's only an exceptional circumstance. Do you like it up at the Gabba? Connie, you go first on this one. I'll, I'll, well, I've just got to kind of calm myself down before I uh, <laughs> launch in. <laughs> well, I haven't actually experienced it at the Gabba, so. I'm not. I don't have a quite the stance on it up there, but obviously down here, I, like I couldn't. I just don't like any anything after a goal. I just like soaking in the atmosphere, hearing everyone, just everyone mm. taking in what's just happened, especially in a big time moment like Jamie Elliott storming down the the wing and at the G with two minutes to go when he kicks that goal against Carlton. Like, uh-huh. would there have been any? Would you have liked to hear? Would you like hearing music after that, or would you rather just hear the roar of the G? I think. Can, can I just quickly say? I feel like I'm. I'm with you. I don't like the music; it's too gentrified. But they do leave some time for the roar, and then the music starts playing. Like it's not straight away. Like it's not playing over the roar. Yeah. Um, even though I'm still not a fan of it, but I think um, it shortens the ha- roar, though. Yeah. Maybe. Is that your point, Harper? Is that the point you're going to make? Yeah, well, look, to be honest, call me Brian Taylor because I am bristling at this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, my rage is just, was bubbling away and now I think it's going to come to the surface because here we go. I think during COVID, everyone's saying the footy's nothing without fans. We need the roar of the G back. And the roar of the G, you, you've got the opportunity to have it back and you drown it out with oh. bloody thunderstruck. Look, I'm a big Akadaka man, but I'm no fan of uh, kind of silence, silencing the crowd. I feel like, um, you know what it is? It's, it's bloody censorship. Uh, I, I'm not having it. I, I, I think we need, <laughs> we need to get Donald Trump and Andrew Bolton here to agree with me at that. <laughs> Because this censorship of footy fans in this country is not on. I'm not having it. I'm bristling. <laughs> well, uh, you were saying it detracts from the atmosphere. I actually think it adds to it up at the Gabba. And anywhere else it doesn't. Mate. Except at the, except at the Gabba. Except at the Gabba, it adds to it because they all know it's coming. So they all start singing it. I'm going to add to it. Nowhere else. But you want to roar. Wouldn't you rather roar than sing Let It Go? No. So, so you, right, so you roar, everyone's up, you roar, everyone's out of their seats. And then, so Charlie Cameron's kick one, everyone's roared, there's a little five-second delay. Everyone knows Country Road's about to play, and because they've just kicked a goal, they're up and about. And then you start going, 
Country roads and everyone's singing it. It's like a concert, mate. It's country road is not a celebratory song, though. It's it like, is. I, it's not. Played it, what I don't know what uh, it's university a last team drinks plays it, three a.m. sing along type thing. It's not a oh, raucous atmosphere. No, but it's a sing-along, and that's all that matters. If it's yeah, a sing-along, people get behind it. So, okay, so gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. Is that all right for you as well? Uh, yeah, it's a little fast-paced for my liking because Country Rose is nice and slow. <laughs> and everyone, it's like almost like a team song. You can sing it easily, and the lyrics are not hard to remember. Um so, yeah, I don't know, I'll get around. This is a very robust debate, but um, Gabba, yes, everywhere else, no. What about um, the little sound they play at Metricon whenever Gold Coast kick a goal? Do you remember that one? <laughs> I don't know if they still do it. I actually like that one, personally. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just because like um, a few weeks ago. there's not yeah, normally a roar. Oh, did you? Oh, I did. Sorry, that's my fault. No, uh, no, never no, enough, mate. Continue. There's, uh, it might it might be uh, just because there's never like much of a roar to spoil at Metricon, but I don't mind it. It's got a good mm. little ring to it. That little that little sound they play. Yeah, but in the other expansion teams' stadium, at Giant Stadium, I don't know if they did this every week, but they did it for a few games at least. The bloody nightclub music that was like I felt like I was at a sixteen-year-old's rave or something. Oh my goodness! In the words of Andrew Gaze and Danny Frawley, turn it up. It was. I remember it. It was the Dogs and Giants game Friday night. I specifically specifically remember it because it was a high-scoring game, so there was a lot of goals yeah. kicked, <laughs> and they had some DJ just turning up this, the biggest tripe you've ever heard in your life. I was walking straight into billboards and, <laughs> and probably played better music than what they did at Giant Stadium that uh, night. But, oh, it was shocking. Uh, just while we're on sing-alongs, um, uh, well, Connor, you can answer this too, but well, Hamish especially, um, I've got a playlist uh, on Spotify. I've looked up the Sing Along playlist. So this is Hannah Goldsmith's playlist on called Sing Along <laughs> Classics on Spotify. And out of ten, uh-huh. I've got you've got to mark each song uh, how appropriate it is to play after a goal. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Connor, you can play this too. I, I um would predict oh, that it's I... going to be low numbers. But uh, can, yeah, can I preface? I'll preface this by saying I'm ranking this based on Charlie Cameron kicking a goal at the Gabba, not at the MCG. And uh, it's become well, a tradition, uh, so everyone knows it. Right. Okay. Um, let's get into it. Yep. Uh, okay. Summer of 69. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'll pay that. At what, point, at what point Six do we have it? At what point's the song being played? What's this little snippet? Uh. Well, just standing uh, on your mama's porch. Yeah, that's good. I'm giving that a. Yeah. I'll give it a, a six and a half. If it's at a wacky six stadium. Six and a half, that's higher than Hamish. If it's at a wacky <laughs> stadium, like the Gabba, it can, it can play. Just because yeah. it's a tune. Not the G. You can't, can't touch the G. Nah. Okay. Um, next one All Star, Smash Mouth. No, two. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> two Mimi? I'll give it a. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's just shit. It's not a sing-along. I can't get around that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, next one, I'm going to be 500 miles by the Proclaimers. Do you know that Yes, one? I'll get da, around da, that. Da, 
da, da, yeah. that one. Yeah. That's a that's a good nine, ten out of ten, I reckon. <laughs> nah. Jesus. That'd be that's that's <laughs> He's on he's Joe too Danaher, Scottish for me. Be carried away there. Let hey. it go. But what if Hugh McCluggage, that's a Scottish <laughs> name. Hugh, Rasputin, get it out. The proclaimers in. <laughs> oh, I, I don't if think Hugh McCluggage actually... had a Russian name, what would his Russian name be? <laughs> oh. uh, Hugh McCrutchinoff. <laughs> I don't okay. know. <laughs> yeah, let's move on for that before uh, Vladimir Putin bombs our studio. Uh, next one. <laughs> Now, this is... Look, I haven't been given numbers, but this is the lowest of the low for me. Sam Smith, stay with me. Oh, God, no. No, that'd be so sad. Maybe after you've kicked a goal with 60 points down or something. (laughs) You're like halfway through the fourth, whatever wants to leave. Just just really ramify the sad mood. (laughs) Okay. Ramify. Is that Uh, a word? Let's uh, ratify, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> nah, I don't know. Ramp, we'll pay it. <laughs> it's, it's not a strict yeah, dictionary here at the footy yeah, dictionary. Okay, uh, let's do three more. Uh, Fountains of Wayne. Okay. Uh, now, I'm not sure how many Fountains of Wayne songs you can name, but it's the one hit that they have, Stacey's Mum. Mm, bit mid, I reckon, maybe a five. It's just not, mm. you can't get around it as much. Like, it's not a football sing-along. That's... It couldn't turn into a chant. Mm. Oh, actually, maybe it could, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, Not uh, for I for, you got a chant for us? <laughs> uh, Danaher's mum has got it going <laughs> when he kicks goals. <laughs> no, I can't do that. That's cruel. For me, that's like very low again because for the good Christian folk of Brisbane, uh, it's just <laughs> not appropriate lyrically. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah. Not not having it at all. Uh, two more. Uh, next one. Uh, Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. No. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> what if it was a uh, What if it was a defender kicking a goal? For a defender, I reckon that would go well. <laughs> or a ruckman. What if it was promiscuous? <laughs> what if it was Zach Dawson fumbling? <laughs> And gifting a goal on <laughs> some small forward, Charlie Cameron, who slides what? in there and <laughs> kicks it off the ground to um, and your own yeah, s- extend the lead. <laughs> and your own stadium trolls you. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be harsh. Funny though, but harsh. Yeah. And uh, final one. Uh, this is way too kiddie, uh, almost like kids' bop for me. Uh, Hanson Mbop. No. Nah. Mm. No. Connor's given up on the numbers. He's just nup, nup, nup at this stage. Yeah. There's only a select few songs, I think, that can pass yeah. the test. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're, we're getting to the pointy end of the show now, so oh. uh, I've, got, I've got one more. Hamish, have you got any more? I might do my one last. Have you got no, any more? No, that was, that was a very robust discussion, though, so thanks for that, that uh, was. engaging with me. It was meant to be a mini show. We're running about over 40 minutes, so yeah, we're we'll, make, we'll make this the last one. Uh, look, I think this is a... I opened and shut case, so we might be saying our goodbyes very, very soon. Sunday footy show, someone referred to 
the uh, kind of top echelon of the ladder, the higher positions, as the pointy end of the ladder. <laughs> Hamish, you go first. Oh, we're going over old ground here, but we cannot have that. That is deplorable. It's not old ground. It's it fresh de- ground, but it's still like, yeah, just no, as deplorable as ever. Uh, the point is, it's, bl- it's blasphemy. That's what it is. <laughs> it is blasphemy. And it's it's a it's a wrong use of the word and and it's a bad cliche to use at this time of the year. Piss off. No, but no, sorry, I'll just say like not it's oh, he's referring to the home and away season, hard, not referring to the finals. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so have I just hang on a sec, have I completely misheard this? Uh, well I think you've misinterpreted it. But I still think you might what have. you said applies very Go. well. Go again, just quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think it was Damien Barrett, pointy end of the ladder, he said. He referred to, like, he said something like Geelong have been oh. at the pointy, of the pointy end of the ladder for many seasons or something like that. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what's happened in the, the brain department there. I thought you were referring to, I don't know where I pulled this, but I thought you were talking about this game as, like, two teams at the pointy end of the ladder or something. I see that's <laughs> staining you um, but it's not the ladder. Got, we're, <laughs> we've, we've moved past no, the ladder. <laughs> we're we're on the roof not, now. <laughs> I know. I, I've, I've sort of got worked up over nothing there. But um, I'm still not paying That's it, That's what though. we're like. <laughs> Connor, are you paying it? Of, uh, nah, it's not. It just doesn't really, like, obviously it makes sense, but it doesn't really do anything to me. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't capture me a whole lot or... Get the, get my attention, especially the pointy end of the ladder. Mm. I mean, surely you can come up. Damien Barrett is one of the best in the business. Surely he's got a bit better, a few better words in his kit bag to come up with than the pointy end of the ladder. <laughs> or to use a footy cliche, his trick bag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm absolutely not having that uh, from. I think it was Damien Barrett. Sorry if we're falsely accusing you, Dave. Damien Barrett, <laughs> you've been warned. Uh, so I hope you're tuning in, mate. Uh, send us your apology uh, uh, through Twitter <laughs> at Footy Vocab. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, pointing out the ladder because it's, it's not pointy. It's like it's a vertical thing. Uh, the season you get to the point of the season when the teams. They don't get eliminated because it's not finals, but they start falling off and falling out of finals contention. So your contenders start getting narrowed down. So it's a pointy structure. It's not rounded anymore, and it's not vertical like our round-by-round uh, round ladder. So the ladder can never, ever be pointy. Connor, have you got anything else to say at all about the week or the grand final, the Brownlow, before we head off? Uh, Brownlow, fair play, Paddy Cripps. I'm not too happy. Uh because I had a bit of money on He bumps who he wants. Uh, he bumps but, who he wants. Yeah. Uh, go Swans. That's all, I've, that's all I've got to say other than that. Go the Swans this Saturday. Hamish? Uh, no, I think we've just about reached the, the pointy end of the show. So it's been a good one, though. And uh, <laughs> it's been good having Connor on. So, no, thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, well, it was, this was a must-win podcast for us. We absolutely <laughs> need to get this right. It was the, 
<laughs> it's the holy grail. And uh, hopefully we've lifted the famous footy dictionary trophy in our list- listeners' minds. We'll see you again next week to wrap up all things from the grand final. We'll have some clips to play, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but I really, really enjoyed this episode. Connor, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Uh, we'll see you very soon. Uh, glad to have one of our faithfuls on board the playing list. Uh, and Hamish, thanks to you as ever. Uh, thank you and uh, go Cripper. <laughs> see you next week, guys.